0: Welcome back to Faith FM Australia, you're listening to the breakfast show with Lyle and Mon. And our clue has been a quiz has been answered by Pam. Good on you Pam. Mm-hmm. So we don't have any more quizzes. For and that.
1: she was listening via <laughs> um, faithfm.com.au to the live show for the very first time and called in and got the answer to the quiz. Yes. That's, a, that's a great way, great introduction to the live show right there.
0: Indeed. First time in the live show. So and that then was uh, from Aubrey
1: in Victoria, which gets the delayed broadcast. She's like, yeah, we used to, usually hear you guys a day later.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, now she's off to feed her horses. So good on you. Good on you, Pam. Yep. Say good to those horses for us. And uh, <laughs> although we don't have any more quiz for today, I do want to tell you a little bit about something on the table right now.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: Yeah, so it's soft, it's want, fluffy, do you, do you it's wanna, warm.
1: Do you want to, uh, can we stream this or uh, show people what it is, post it up on our social media?
0: It's already up there. Okay. Um, and I'm going to I'm gonna actually-
1: Oh, we streamed it yesterday, so you can see it from yesterday's.
0: Yeah, so it is the scarf <clears throat> that Lyle challenged me to- uh,
1: I think it's actually on my personal Facebook.
0: Oh, you streamed it from your personal? You did. I- did I?
1: I think I think it's anyway, whatever. Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right.
0: Anyway, if you can't find
1: it on the Faith, if you can't find yesterday's stream on the there are still Faith FM Facebook, go to my one.
0: Yeah, but there are still pictures of it on Facebook, uh, Faith FM Facebook, just not a video. But we, Lyle had challenged me a couple of weeks ago to make a, to crochet a scarf live on air as a feat of multitasking. And uh, so I chose some wonderful blue wool. It's a really beautiful, different hues of blue. And uh, I've been making it uh, just over the past few days. And I anticipate that I'll be finished maybe like, to maybe tomorrow, because I I've decided not to go with the corner tassels. I'm going to cut the tassels off and what and redo them. What are you? What are you? D- 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 okay. Yeah. So
1: this is Mon. She's never satisfied.
0: I am satisfied. She, she, she
1: made half of this thing and then she pulled it all apart. Like. <laughs> And it all came apart. I'm like, what on earth
0: are you doing? <laughs> but this will be much better because I, I attached – I made four tassels and then attached them in the corners of, of the scarf. But looking at it and I was like, no, it's not quite right. What I need to do is actually make a fringe across the um, the short side. So, it's going to have a fringe instead of four fat tassels, which I think will suit it a lot better. And, uh, and you'll agree when you see it. So uh, I'm going to be making that and then I've, I have brought in today, I've remembered to bring in some blue thread uh, with which I'm going to um, weave in the uh, the joins and the bits that stick out and then it'll be done, Lyle, and we have to give it away on air.
1: Absolutely. You mm. want, do not want to miss out on that one. So if you are listening to the delayed broadcast, you need to make a special effort to listen to the live show. Yes, for the rest basefm.com. of com week. or yep. via the TuneIn app mm-hmm. <coughs> over the next uh, couple of days. The rest of the, that's right. The rest of this week, and because you really do not want to miss out on this um, no, amazing scarf right here,
0: we've had people trying to bribe us <coughs> for this scarf. Yes, yeah. It's a Somebody was
1: offering scarf. pies.
0: Yeah, which I'm not gonna lie, I was very tempted to. <laughs> <it said>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love uh, pie is good. Anyway, we are doing our encounter with God, our 20 million movement uh, Bible study and we are looking at the book of Acts. Of course, you can join along and you can either just listen or you can actually get a copy of the study guide that we use. Uh, It is a study guide called... um, uh, well at the moment it's called the book of acts it has a di- it comes out every three months mm-hmm. so there's four of them a year and uh and they're very cheap They're only like three dollars or something like that but you can get a copy of it if you jump on our facebook you actually uh, uh, scroll through until you see a picture of it and then it has a link there where you can purchase it or of course if you can't be able to doing that just give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM we'll let you know where you can get a copy of it and each page has the date um so today's date is august 1st and there is a, just it's just a, a short page like it's more than an A5. And, uh, and you can follow along in our Bible study.
1: Yeah, and it has it has the date. It has the Bible passage that we're studying. It has a uh, little bit of commentary. It has a couple of um, thought questions, uh, discussion questions that uh, are always useful. Yeah, and studying. I do
0: you know, I think people <coughs> genuinely want to study the Bible more. I think people often resolve to themselves, do you know what, I need to study the Bible more. I need to learn the Bible more. I need to get back in the book. I need to, you know grow closer to God through study of His Word. and uh, But then when we often get to studying the Bible, we're like, where do I start? How do I do this? This is such a monumental task. The Bible is so big and so diverse. How do I do it? Do you know what? This is a great way to start.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we are up to Acts chapter 9. And, Mon, I'd like to read. We read this yesterday, but I'd like you to read for us verse 6, please.
0: Acts chapter 9 and verse 6. Let me go there. <clears throat> Acts, 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 Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, chapter 9, and verse 6 says, Now get up and go into the city, and you'll be told what you must do. Is that
1: where yours starts?
0: Yep. What's wrong
1: with your translation? Has you
0: got the the kicking against the pricks one?
1: (coughs) I've got the kicking against the pricks, and then I've got a whole section after the kicking against the pricks Mm. in verse
0: 6. Maybe we should read yours.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (coughs) King James Version, here it comes. Bible you can trust. Amen. Just saying. All right. <clears throat> that's my opinion. I'm sticking to I, it.
0: I believe you. I, I honestly you just prefer the King James. Really? Yeah, I do. It's my fave. I love it. I just read
1: it because I've read it. Well, I, I read it for a, a, a lot of reasons. I do think it has a, a great pedigree, but um, I grew up on it. Yeah. My, my, it, no, it's well-trained Bible. It's the best-studied no, Bible. This is true. If yeah. you want doctrinal truth, you don't go to a paraphrase.
0: Yeah, that's right. Paraphrases are good for like- Devotions. You know, yeah, devotions, reading really as like a novel kind of thing. But if, yeah. you want, if you want to discern some truth, you better get the King James.
1: All right, I might recommend a new King James to you just because it'll be easier to read. But anyway, in verse 6, and it says, And he, that's Saul, Mm -hmm. Paul, Mm -hmm. trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the Lord said, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told you what you must do. So place yourself in uh, Paul's position at this particular time. Here he is uh, heading to Damascus, his... Primary purpose in heading there is murder and mayhem, and he has permission to do so. Yep, he, it's it's uh, it's he's got it's, his paperwork. He has his paperwork. He has permission to, um, you know, a, a license to kill. He has a license to kill. That's right. That's literally, right. Uh-huh. in his in his possession, he literally has a license to kill people, and he meets Jesus in the most dramatic way that you can ever begin to imagine. And as he meets Jesus, you know, and he he suddenly realizes that this is Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus says, hey, I'm Jesus, you know, because he's like, who are you? He says, I'm Jesus. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. And at this particular point, he's like, "Uh uh-oh, and instant surrender. Mm. What would you have me to do? You know, He doesn't turn around and, 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 and accuse Jesus and attack Jesus and like, why on earth are you destroying our religion? Why are you trying to destroy our temple? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You, you, everything that I grew up with is falling apart around me. You know, he could have come on with all this kind of stuff. No, none of that. He's just like instantaneous surrender.
0: Why do you think it was instantaneous?
1: You know, a number of things. I think that uh, he had been kicking against the pricks and they're becoming more and more and more painful. And I think that deep down he knew that Jesus was the Messiah mm-hmm. and that um, he, it was one of those things. You know, sometimes maybe you don't have this, but sometimes I experience it where I, I know I'm wrong. Yeah. But there's no way in a million years am I going to admit it. Oh, yes. Yeah. mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. One of those kind of situations. And so because of that and because of maybe power and position and opportunity and wealth that was being created by his zealousness, there's probably a lot of things that are motivating him here, but it's becoming harder and harder and harder and he's probably having to fight his conscience more and more and more to be actually able to maintain this murder and mayhem against Christianity. So that when he reaches this point and he realizes, okay, that's it, I'm done, I can't go any further.
0: Do you think, do you think maybe because it, <clears throat> maybe he genuinely didn't believe that Jesus had risen again, but the instant that, he, that Jesus spoke to him and he knew that Jesus had risen again, it immediately made everything else true in regards to Jesus.
1: I like that. And so he just... you know I mean, we're speculating here this morning and we need to put ourselves in, in the shoes of Paul, but I really like what you just said there, Mon.
0: Yeah. Like, it's like There's no point arguing if Jesus is alive, <laughs> then everything that's been said about Jesus by the Christians has to be true then. Yeah. And there's no point arguing with that. So...
1: And so he makes this instantaneous surrender. Lord, w- w- what will you have me to do? Which is, th- which is, that's what Jesus was looking for. And that's mm-hmm. what Jesus is looking for in every single one of us. Mm-hmm. You know, he could have he could have said, okay, um, all right, let's stop and think about this for a moment. So you're actually alive. Well, here's what I'm going to do about it. And came up with an action plan. Yeah. Which is what we often do. Mm-hmm. And what God calls us to do is not so much to come up with an action plan, but to surrender ourselves to Jesus Christ. You know, I tend to be a very, um, you know, um, target-oriented kind of person, goal-oriented kind of person. And so, you know, I'll I'll, I'll have a task, I'm a task-oriented, and I'll come up with an action plan. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this and then this and then this and then this, rather than surrendering to Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: You're listening to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio. All
1: right, so let's read, uh, continuing on here from verse 7. And Mon, why don't you, uh, um, yeah, just give us a couple of verses there.
0: The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Another one. <clears throat> Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus.
1: <clears throat> okay, so that would be a very disconcerting thing to take place. Oh,
0: very much.
1: You know, not only have you met Jesus Christ, but now you've been struck blind. You have recognized that Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. And God has struck you blind. Now, if God struck me blind. I'd be concerned about that. Yeah. Particularly if I was the kind of person who had been fighting against God by killing the followers of God.
3: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I'd be thinking, okay, God is now having his retributive justice on mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. But this is not really how God works because everything that God does is salvational. Why do you think God struck him blind?
0: I was just about to ask you that, Lyle. You know, I don't know, maybe. Maybe so he couldn't doubt afterwards what had happened, you know, or I don't know, maybe to <clears throat> stick him in a, in a position where he had, you know, had to sit there and think about it because he couldn't see anything anyway.
1: Think about it from this perspective, and, and I agree with what you're saying. <coughs> <coughs> but this is, this is sort of a, something that I see coming through in the story here. Paul is the single most brilliant young lawyer – in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. he is the rising star of the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to go to a young person, a young man's head. Yeah, very easily. Yeah, very, very easily, go to a young man's head. And because of his quick wit and his quick words, if you're a lawyer and if you're a good lawyer and a successful lawyer uh, like Paul, you're somebody who's very quick on your feet. Mm-hmm. You're somebody who knows how to take care of yourself. You've always got something to say. It's always going to be smart. It's going to be intelligent. It's going to have an effect, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you can do this.
0: He's going to have comebacks. Yep.
1: yeah. Yep. Okay. By striking him blind, now he is being what? Led by the hand.
0: Yeah. Very You can't humbling. do this.
1: This is one of the most, you know, out of all of the, um, you know, disabilities that a person could receive... You know, instantaneously like that. This is possibly one of the most, one of the ones that makes you instantly the most reliant on any everybody else and the most helpless. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he goes from being the ultimate of, uh, you know, of of self sufficiency Mm -hmm. to the ultimate of helplessness. Yeah, because Jesus is reaching out to him, and Jesus wants him to realize that in and of himself. He has nothing. He is nothing. Mm-hmm. It's as Jesus fills his heart that Jesus is going to make him into a new person.
0: Maybe this is also what Jesus wanted to him to learn um, about how he was to, to work from now on. Instead of relying on himself, he was to rely on Jesus and to not move by his own sight, but move into Jesus' plan and, and uh, follow Jesus' guiding.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And of course, you know, the, the healing that takes place here in just a little while is going to illustrate that. So why don't you um, read us two more verses there, please, Mon? <clears throat> so, uh, uh,
0: verse 9. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street, to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now.
1: Okay, Mon. Mm. Who's the most? Who's the person? Who's the one person in the world that you would consider to be the scariest person? That if you met them on a dark street, um, you would absolutely be terrified that they might take your life.
0: Oh, Lyle, I, d- I don't think I know anyone that's scary. I'm not, <clears throat> I don't mix with these kind of people. <laughs> I did. I, I I couldn't think of anyone.
1: Okay, so let's let's say that uh, put yourself in a uh, in the devil himself in a dark alley in the middle of the night. You know, say three o'clock in the morning. You're in a city that you don't know like Damascus, you know, somewhere mm-hmm, in the Middle East, mm-hmm. and a bunch of ISIS guys are walking down the street the other direction. How do you feel right now?
0: Yeah, I'd be petrified then.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're carrying an ISIS flag. You know who they are.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And one of them is uh, somebody like, say, Jihadi John or one of these guys, mm-hmm. easily recognizable as somebody who has beheaded a lot of people, um, <coughs> and uh, and they're walking down the street towards you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you... you, you Pretty much ready to wet yourself at this particular point?
0: Yeah, I'd be doing a lot of praying at this point.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's say that um, this same individual who terrifies you like that, uh, you get a message and the message is, hey, I want you to go over to his house, the Savo <laughs> and pray with this guy. <laughs> no, yeah, this is somebody this because... is somebody okay, so let's let's what well, maybe maybe we'll use jihadi John as a, as an example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so this is a guy who takes great pleasure um, as a member of ISIS in you know, <coughs> um, setting up a video camera, putting on a mask, and slowly cutting heads off people.
0: Yeah, oh, it's disgusting.
1: Um, <coughs> because they are infidels.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Let's say that you get this message I want you to go over to Jihadi John's place who kills lots of infidels, whenever he can, whenever they come into his power, when he, whenever, whenever he has the opportunity. Um, <coughs> why don't you go over to his place this afternoon? How are you feeling right now?
0: Yeah, I'd, I, I would be incredibly frightened and I don't think I Okay, to so win. this is
1: Ananias. Mm-hmm. This is Ananias. This is the situation that he finds himself in right here. Um, God has come to him and said, look, I want you to go over to Paul's place. Mm-hmm. How do you think he is feeling?
0: It's almost comical the way he says, you know, go over to Straight Street and there's a house. Ask for a man from Tarsus, he's named Saul. As as if Ananias doesn't know who Saul is. Like <laughs> Ananias would be like, I know exactly who Saul is. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: You want to read for us verse thirteen and fourteen?
0: But the but but Lord exclaimed, "Ananias, I heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem, and he is authorized by the leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon your name." Okay, so he, he's
1: well aware of what he's uh-huh, walking into. Uh-huh. And what does God say in verse 15?
0: But the Lord said, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as, as, well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he, he must suffer for my name's sake.
1: Okay, so God comes to Ananias and, he's, and, and he tells Ananias what Paul's calling is. Mm-hmm. A chosen vessel to do what?
0: Take the message to the Gentiles.
1: I find this story so interesting. Okay, think about the timing of all this, right? Mm -hmm. You have the stoning of Stephen, where Stephen is stoned to death. That's the end of the prophecy of Daniel chapter 9, which gives you a probationary time for Daniel's people, the Jewish people, as being God's church. Mm -hmm. So the time of the Jews being God's churches has come to an end with the stoning of Stephen. Mm -hmm. and you've got all of these things that are coming together here at this particular point. At the stoning of Stephen, you have the very first mention of Paul. Yep. And his primary calling is to take the gospel where?
0: To To the Gentiles. To the Gentiles. So at
1: the stoning of Stephen, you have in many ways Stephen is being stoned, the Jewish church is coming to an end, the Christian church is taking over, and the first great... Missionary to the Gentiles is being called. Mm. Hasn't responded to that call yet, but his response to that call is not far off. Yeah, um, it's going to ha- it's going to take place. Um, and then, of course, in the next, in the very next breath, it's like, okay, and Paul was there helping them out, and Philip went to Samaria and preached to the Samaritans. You know, every event. In those few verses, is pointing to the gospel is now going to the Gentiles. Yeah, yeah. The Christian church is now God's church. The Jewish church has um, has come to an end as being God's church. Salvation is now found. It's in incredible in crossroads Jesus of Christ. events. Oh, it is. It's yeah. all just. It's all just. Um, <coughs> it all comes together right there. Okay, so um, Ananias gets this message and uh, finds it. You know, and, and once again, I find it interesting that it's not Jesus who gives him his calling. Mm. Jesus gives him gives gives Paul his calling through Ananias. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting in
0: that way, isn't it? Yeah. Ananias
1: is the one who has the vision, and Ananias is the one who's able to come and say, "Hey, I had this vision, and that's why I'm here. And uh, your commission is to take the gospel to the Gentiles. Mm. Don't leave Israel out, but <coughs> primarily to the Gentiles.
0: Why do you think God gave it to Ananias instead of to Paul, straight to Paul?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Maybe you've got some thoughts on that. If you do, give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three um, or shoot us a text. We um, looking for a text of the day, of course. Uh, sorry, uh, a question of question the day. Of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, 0491064669. But before we do that, we're going to listen to Jaden Lawick. Jaden Lavick with I Surrender All here on Faith FM. We are in our encounter with God section. The clue for the quiz has been snapped up long ago, so you all missed out. You have to be quicker next time. But uh, continuing on with today's study, we are in the Book of Acts, and we're looking at the calling of Paul to be an apostle to the Gentiles.
0: Do you think God gave um, the, the, his calling to Ananias so there would be like a witness because so, so people couldn't accuse Paul of lying about it, um, you know, and using it to sort of infiltrate their ranks, but just instead of having Ananias say, Ananias say look, no, it's
1: legit. That's a really good point. Yeah. That's, I had not thought of that.
0: Yeah. So Ananias could back him up and say he actually – and that way because, you know, instead of it going to Paul first even, to have Ananias say he came to me first before Paul even heard about it. Um, because you know, otherwise people could then say, "Oh, Paul got even a vision, and he's got Ananias on side, and so like, they colluded or something." So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was actually
1: yeah. Okay, that's a really, really good point. I hadn't thought. I was sort of thinking of it from the perspective of, and both maybe both of these per- perspectives are right. That um, <clears throat> you know, Paul has been rendered helpless by being struck blind. Mm-hmm. He has been. You know, at the at, at the top of the kind of person is at the top of his game, and very prone to pride.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And he has had a vision from Jesus Christ himself, and maybe, you know, he could well, you know, um, Jesus has called me to do this and this and this. And of course, it was a calling from Jesus, but Jesus doesn't give the message to Paul. Yeah. Jesus gives the message to Ananias. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you can hear it from. A human being down mm-hmm. here, down mm-hmm. there on earth. One of these ones that you're going to persecute you. They're going to because you know the words here. You know, Paul's like, what, would, "What should I do? What should I do?" And Jesus doesn't tell him what you should do. It's like, "Go into the city. You'll someone will it. tell you." Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to send someone around to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a,
0: hum- a humbling experience as well. Oh, it'd be
1: very much a humbling mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, we may be missing the whole point of it.
0: Yeah, altogether. In that,
1: in mm-hmm. that, maybe it's got. Maybe it's not about Paul. Yeah. Maybe it's about Ananias.
0: Maybe it is.
1: We don't know because we don't know a lot about Ananias, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's about Ananias.
0: Yeah. The Lord works in mysterious ways, so we won't know for sure until we get to heaven.
1: Yep. (coughs) Uh, Indeed. Anyway, we need to continue on with our story. There is so much more. Oh, actually, while we're on this um, subject, let's go over to Galatians. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Acts, Romans, Corinthians, Galatians. And let's have a look here in Galatians chapter 1, and why don't you read for us verse 11 and
0: 12. Dear brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that the gospel message I preach is not based on mere human reasoning. I received my message from no human source, and no one taught me. Instead, I received it direct revelation from Jesus Christ.
1: It's an interesting statement there, because he says, you know, the gospel that I'm teaching came by direct revelation, but did it really? I'm did Jesus give him on the Damascus Road? Did Jesus say, okay, now sit down here for a moment. Let me um, <coughs> preach a gospel message to you for the next hour.
0: No, he didn't. Yeah.
1: But it was a powerful experience that directed him to the gospel. And so in Paul's mind, in Paul's experience, he's like, I got this direct from Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, This was, this was, this was something that, um, you know, a life-changing experience coming direct from, from Jesus Christ himself.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I, you know, I guess in that way he, he can say it's direct. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Anyway, <coughs> let's uh, let's read on here a little bit more. Where were we up to?
0: Uh, in Galatians.
1: Galatian, oh, sorry, Acts chapter nine.
0: Uh, Acts chapter nine. We are up to. Oh, I think we're. Oh, we're up to the bit with the scales. Um, yep, it's verse seventeen. Yep. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might your, regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit.
1: Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Ananias comes to Saul and Ananias says, what?
0: Actually, yeah, he's, he's almost been filled with some details because he says, you know, <laughs> the
1: Lord who appeared to you on the no, road. No, 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 before that, before that.
0: Brother Saul.
1: Brother Saul. Brother Saul. <laughs> Brother Saul. <laughs> Imagine if you are Saul right now and a Christian comes in and says, Brother, Brother Saul. You, you know, that's that's like, okay, I have definitely changed sides.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Yes. When, when
1: a Christian when a Christian man is calling me Brother Saul. You know, you know you've changed sides at this particular point. Do
0: you think maybe it's a bit of a point of relief for him to realize that he would be accepted even though he's been such a monster? I think a it's monster? a huge relief. Mm-hmm.
1: And even though Ananias accepts him, it takes a long time for the other Christians to accept him.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. They don't want to
1: have anything to do with him. Yeah. Um, there's one or two there that are very accepting, but they're like so, so suspicious of this guy that they really have no idea of, uh, you know, what, what are they going to do with this guy? hmm mm-hmm. <coughs> Um, but uh, yeah Brother Saul There it is <laughs> um, <coughs> But anyway he, can, he continues on This is even Jesus That appeared unto you In the way um, As you came Has sent me I, 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 I sometimes wonder About the other people In the house like. And the other people That travelled with Saul Yeah It's like yeah We're gonna We, we are um, We are militiamen We Uh are working for Saul. We have this paramilitary group. Oh, yeah, true. And we're going to head up there and kill lots of Christians. Uh They have a similar experience to Paul, but Mm -hmm. not the same. Mm -hmm. They see the bright light. They hear the voice. They don't see Jesus, and they don't understand his words. Mm -hmm. So they've got to take Saul's word for it. They can see that Saul is blind, Mm -hmm. and they know that something powerful and supernatural has taken place. They hang out in their house for three days like, what do we do? Just praying. And then uh, a Christian turns up and is like, yeah, we came here to kill these guys. And he's walking into our house. What do we do now? Do we kill him?
0: And then he starts addressing Saul as brother Saul. And
1: then that's <laughs> right. Your leader is like, yes, a fellow Christian.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like, ah, this would be really confusing for them, wouldn't it? And I wonder whether Saul was not the only one converted on the Damascus Road.
0: Yeah, that's a good question because it would have been almost like, a, uh, like a, an issue of, I don't know, I guess for them maybe ethics they'd been sent to do this and now they're, you know, not doing it and ooh, it would have been awkward for them.
1: They have had a supernatural experience though. That's true. They've yeah. had some very clear evidence. You know, I, my opinion is that Saul was not the only person converted on the Damascus Road.
0: That's a good, I like that. Yeah. After
1: all, Ananias walked out of the house with his life hmm Intact.
0: Mm-hmm. But maybe they wouldn't have killed anyone without direct orders. So,
1: From the person who yeah, had the Saul. authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. All right, verse 18.
0: I love this verse. Instantly something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized.
1: I'll, you got to read this one in the Old English. He received his sight forthwith. Oh,
0: that's very cool. I love that word, forthwith. (laughs) (laughs) Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength.
1: Okay, so he receives his sight. What is the very next thing he he does?
0: He gets baptized.
1: So Ananias baptizes him.
0: Yes. What, no? Yes. Was was Ananias? We assume that Ananias baptized him
1: um, because Ananias is the Christian and he is there and um, Saul has clearly given his life to jesus christ and this of course would be a tremendous shock of course to the religious leaders who were in damascus they're expecting their hero to come up and to wipe out this sect of christians and pretty much the first thing he does after arriving is sort of lock himself in a room and three days later he gets baptized as a christian
0: yeah that would be very that's like
1: what Mm -hmm. on earth is going on here this is this is super dodgy Mm -hmm. and of course we know that they go on to uh you know they're going to try and kill him you know that that they, they set a plot. Straight away he preached Christ, the Bible says in verse 20, in the synagogue that he is the Son of God. So this is a man of action. He gives his life to Jesus Christ and the very next moment he is a changed man and he is preaching Jesus Christ. And this is what Jesus wants to do for you today. He wants to, t- to make you a changed person today. <music>
2: the days that I look to the world for peace, look for Santas. Myself to please look for a sense of. Hey
1: Josie Minigas, Psalms 139 here on Faith FM and we are back with our question of the day.
0: Yes, if you have a Bible question, you can contact us at any time, 1-800-FAITH-FM or you can text us 491 <coughs> or jump on any of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Ask us a question um, and we will answer it live on air and uh, use it for question of the day. Come on. Yes.
1: You didn't pull it up yesterday.
0: I you know I, I forgot I didn't bring my computer to work yesterday and so I wasn't able to do any work.
1: Oh, this yeah. is okay. So yeah. mod didn't work yesterday.
0: Yeah, I did work. I just I
1: just, let the boss know that. Anyway, put it, put it out over the airwaves. Mine was not working.
0: I was so working. You
1: listen, <laughs> listen back to the live show. <laughs>
0: anyway, the question that's come in today is what are the souls under the altar who okay. are the souls under
1: the, the altar the souls under the altar there are souls under the altar did
0: the cleaner not clean that out like what's going on
1: <laughs> yep revelation chapter 6 I'm, I'm so glad somebody asked a revelation question I always enjoy those send us some more revelation questions and uh, by the way what's our what's our question for tomorrow
0: I'm not telling you on air. You can go check out our Insta, so I mean our Instagram, all our social okay. media. You'll see it up there.
1: All right. The Bible says, and when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those that were slain for the word of God, or killed for the word of God, and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true? Do you not judge and avenge our blood on those that live on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest for a little while, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So there you have it. You have souls in heaven crying out for vengeance on the people on earth, right?
0: That doesn't really sound like fun.
1: It <laughs> sounds like the immortality of the soul right there. It sounds like that when you die as a martyr, your soul flo- floats off to heaven, right?
0: Yes, it does. It does sound exactly like that.
1: Okay. I was just, um, uh, I'm glad you clarified And that. it sounds
0: That's like that. a terrible way to spend eternity.
1: Okay. So, first of all, is there anywhere in this passage that the Bible says that these souls are in heaven? Um, no. Nope.
0: No. Nope.
1: Where does it say they are?
0: Under the altar.
1: Okay, so everybody then assumes, oh, that's in heaven.
0: Oh, snaps.
1: Okay, now I want you to think about this for a moment. Let's, mm-hmm. I want you to think about this very, very carefully. There is a sanctuary in heaven. Yep. But the sanctuary in heaven is different from the one that on earth in that the one that is in heaven does not have a courtyard. Oh. It has a holy place. And uh-huh. It has a most holy place. Uh-huh. And where was the altar of sacrifice?
0: It was out in the courtyard.
1: That's right. It was out in the courtyard. And where did Jesus give his life as a sacrifice?
0: In On the altar.
1: Down here on this earth, on right? On this earth, yeah. Okay, so the courtyard of the heavenly sanctuary is this earth. So if these souls are under the altar, obviously the altar of sacrifice, because they are martyrs, they've given their lives like Jesus gave his life, then very clearly they are not in heaven. Mm. They are on earth. Mm-hmm. The Bible doesn't say that they're in heaven. The Bible says they're under the altar. Okay, some more things we need to consider, and that is this. Um, If this is what happens when you die, if this is truly a reflection of what happens when you die, your soul floats off, and if you're a martyr, that's a bit of a, you know, people say, oh, your soul floats off and goes to heaven. Uh, Except if you're a martyr, in which case it gets locked up under an altar. So not only do you have to suffer the indignity and uh, pain of being a martyr, but then you get imprisoned for the next couple of thousand years.
3: Yes, yeah, that's unpleasant. Under an altar. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: just how big is this altar? How many souls can you fit in there? Mm-hmm. You know, are souls compressible? I don't know.
0: I'm down to nice, yeah. um,
1: and so do they then? Do do the souls then spend all eternity there? Because the Bible doesn't say that they're going to get out anytime soon. In fact, the Bible doesn't say that they're ever getting out. These are some really v- relevant questions that we need to ask. All right, then. You've got this. Matthew 5.44. Do good to those that... Despitefully use you, love your enemies. Yet, quite contrary uh, to Christ's instruction to pray for their enemies, these guys are calling for vengeance on their enemies. Will this be the consuming desire of the saved through all eternity? Uh, so, what we have here is symbolic language, very, very clearly. Um, the altar is the altar of sacrifice. The souls are on earth. Uh, these souls have bodies because they're capable of wearing robes, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of thing. Um, and they're crying out for vengeance. You wonder how do dead people cry out for vengeance? The Bible says that in the story of Cain and Abel, that Abel's blood cried out from the ground. Mm-hmm. Not literally, but symbolically because it was there. These souls are waiting for the resurrection. Open my
4: lips. I will sing your praise. Redder. Open my lips, O oh I will sing.
1: Back everybody, or Hitler here on Faith FM and we have come to the end of our show where we are about to give our gift away. We have an amazing gift to give away today and it is... The book, See Beyond by Clifford Goldstein. Wonderful uh, one book. Of, one, of our favorite, um, one of our favorite giveaways here on Faith FM.
0: Yes, people love Clifford Goldstein's work. They love the books. Um, so we give them away quite frequently. And uh, I think this might be the last one, actually. So this is a See Beyond by Clifford Goldstein. <laughs> the back of the book says, In See Beyond, Clifford Goldstein takes a careful and critical look at our world today and asks the most important and obvious question, Where can we find hope? What he finds and shares is a different way of looking at the world around us and at ourselves, beyond what we can see, measure, or assume. See Beyond is an engaging and important book offering us a vital and urgent choice.
1: There you go. Mm. So be the first caller through. You don't even have to answer a quiz if you missed out on the quiz this morning because it did get snapped up. In the second clue mm-hmm. uh, then, and you, then you can get one now We, we, we like to be generous and
0: Yes, you don't need to answer <coughs> any questions You don't need to
1: But you do have to be quick
0: Yeah, you, you just got to be quick as a flash Just get on your phone 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number That's 1-800-324-843 You can text us 0491-064 Six six nine, Or of course message us through our socials But you got, you'd you better be quick i tell you what
1: Yeah some type of people call us up like We didn't get the prize We sent a message through. I was like yes at one o'clock in the afternoon Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen
0: Of course we'll be back tomorrow morning After the seven o'clock news We appreciate you jumping on This for is the, the breakfast show. show not the drive show That's right And we'll be once again just a quick welcome to Pam Welcome across the live show We've love having you on the live show If you'd like to listen to the live show You can do so on faithfm.com.au Or by via TuneIn app
5: It's what they say I know that if I do I'll be following something I can't know Deceitful and untrue I couldn't love you if I tried I couldn't find a way Unless my heart is led by God I'll only go astray If we wanna be one heart, one flesh One instead of two gotta be three courts woven God and me and you If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you God is love He gives to us a priceless gift that's free He gave Himself He gave His all unconditionally I wanna love you like He does, Lord. Give me eyes to see. The only way I can is if You live inside of me. If we wanna be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two, there's gotta be three cords woven God and me and you. If our hearts burn within us with the fire that Consumes. Only then can we say, I love you when Love is kind, love never fails It ain't boastful, so proud or rude It bears all things, believes all things Rejoices in the truth and love will never seek her own Love's patient, love endures if we want love like that is what we'll have to do. If we want to be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two, there's gotta be three cords woven, God and me and you. If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes, only then can we say I love you.